Hey guys, this is Chaitan. And this is Abby. And this is Who Got Next, episode 61. So yesterday we went over the over-unders on the NFC North and NFC East side. Today we'll be going over the AFC North and the AFC East. Uh, to start it off, we have breaking news uh, from Adam Schefter and, and the NFL where the Ravens have just dealt Orlando Brown Jr., their right tackle, to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, with their second-round pick of 2021, which is the number 58 overall pick, and the number, uh, the sixth-round pick in 2022 in exchange for the Chiefs' first-round pick, number 31, Chiefs' third-round pick, number 94, Chiefs' fourth-round pick, which is at 190, uh, 136, and they'll also be getting a fifth round pick next year. Um, we saw what happened with Mahomes last season in the Super Bowl, where he was pretty much just a sitting duck. Where I think he was the most pressured quarterback ever in a Super Bowl. And so this season, the this off season, the Chiefs decided that hey, we're just gonna rebuild the entire offensive line. It's like we, Mahomes has all the me- weapons he wants, but he can't do anything unless he's protected. So we're going to rebuild this offensive line. So what they did was re-sign Re- Mike Remmers. They signed Joe Tooney. They got Kyle Long out of retirement. And now they just traded for Orlando Brown Jr. Abby, what are your thoughts? Listen, man, I said this to you before we just started this shit. If I am a fan of any team, I am envious of the Chiefs because they had a clear problem. And let's be honest, it wasn't a problem the whole season. It was only a problem when the Super Bowl happened because that's when both tackles were gone. So that's when the problem occurred. But what did they do? Yo, first of all, um, I cannot believe that the Ravens, whoever called who first, I assume the Chiefs called the Ravens first because – the Chiefs are going after their player. I can't believe they picked up the phone call. As soon as I see the the, the, the zip code number or whatever the shit that comes up on these fancy people's phones, no, no. You, you could ask me how my day is. You could ask me about anything. I'm not picking up. I don't give a shit. I understand the Chiefs, the Ravens aren't the Chiefs rivals because the Chiefs have never lost to them in this presently constructed time period with Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. But if I'm the Ravens, okay, I gave Romney Stanley back. So he's now my, my left tackle. Orlando Brown last season, when Stanley went down, had to transition from right tackle to left tackle. And he is a phenomenal player. People may remember his draft, uh, his combine. It was awful. He looked like he didn't care. And then, obviously, Ozzie Newsom, the genius that he is, I think he got him in the fifth round or fourth round. or third, like, It was way below than where he should have been coming out of Oklahoma. And then he just became a Pro Bowl tackle. So, um, when you look at the deal, in my opinion, they fleeced them. You basically, you're trading your second round pick. You're giving the Chiefs your second round pick and you're getting their first. Okay, that's great. But they're getting the player. You're basically trading him. You're basically, the Chiefs basically traded down because now they have two seconds. So, they basically traded down, got a Pro Bowl tackle, left tackle, and all they really gave up is a third and a fourth round pick. Wow. 
I think the Chiefs were clear winners in this. I cannot believe the Ravens actually did this deal. Obviously, they had to trade Brown because he wanted left tackle money, and they weren't going to give that to him because Ronnie Stanley is their left tackle. So I understand that point. But, bro, I'm not trading you to my division, my, not division, but conference rival. Like, we all know. And the AFC is basically, as of right now, um, obviously the season has to play out. But right now, it's the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Like, me and you are, like, I am very high on New England, obviously. But it is until until we see it, we don't know that for sure. So, bro, this shit was unbelievable. They have to pay him now. Bro, they went out and got – they spent a bag on Tooney from New England. They got Brown. They got Kyle Long from retirement. People may not remember Kyle Long in Chicago. That man was a monster before shit went south, whatever reasons they did for him there. And then Duvernay Tardif, who was fighting COVID – the whole year for all for the entire country for all of us, he wants to be a doctor when his uh, career is said and done. So he, uh, from what I know, he's coming back. So you have him and right Grammers goes back to his natural position as right guard. I mean right tackle. Listen, man, you still got uh, Tyreek. You still got Kelsey. You got um, um, uh, Ilair. I think they could still use like a like a more power running back. They still got Hardman. Obviously, Sammy Watkins is gone. They have two second-round picks, so we don't know. They can target receiver, def- defense, whatever. Maybe depth for the O-line because you can never have more alignment. But, bro, in my opinion, the Ravens – okay, now the Ravens have two first-round picks. This basically – one of those first-round picks better be a receiver. Now you got two ch- – hey, F that. Let's take two. Let's take two receivers. I, I wouldn't mind that. If I'm a Ravens fan, if I could get Rashad Bateman, or you know what? Forget all this. Let's play GM. Let's put my GM cap on for a second. You know what? Yo, I got two first-round picks. Let me move up to 10. Let me move up to 11. Let me move up somewhere. Yo, Devontae Smith. Yo, Jalen Waddle. And somehow, um, uh, let's see, who else? Um, There's no way Jamar Chase, they, they'll be able to get him. But if one of those two, let's say they fall to 10, you know what? Let me go up and trade. Why not? Yeah, there's a team at 11 that would make the deal for two first Oh, you mean picks. Dave Gettleman, who today, his press conference, going out saying, hey, if I tried to trade down, I just haven't been able to. Oh, yeah, my God. Maybe this this NFC East, I know the NFC East was yesterday's topic, but, bro, such a clown show. You got Jerry Jones out here showing off his virtual meetings to everybody. Yo, look at <laughs> me showing off Kyle Pitts. Why would you tell anybody what your plans are? But <laughs> that's so besides funny. the case. And this is your, yo, I'm so happy. Listen, true fans, I know me and you aren't the only ones, real fans out there of not just sports, but football. It's almost, listen, if we even get a hint of football, it's like cocaine for a drug addict. You start getting the, your blood starts rushing. So next Thursday, we already got a trade. And now the Ravens have two first round picks. I know damn sure one of them will be a receiver. It has to be. Or somehow, you know what? Yo, both first round picks. My third round pick from uh, uh, um, Kansas City, my fourth round pick from Kansas City, and you know what? Another third round pick. Let me go all the way up and get Kyle Pitts. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I think Kyle that... Pitts, Mark Andrews, and then you have Sammy Watkins and Marquise Brown, and Antonio Brown is still out there. I mean, yeah, you can 
easily build one of the greatest offenses ever because you got J.K. Dobbins in the backfield just running over people. Um, just overall, my thoughts on this trade were hey, you guys have never beaten Kansas City the way you guys are now. And your issue has always been you can't get to Mahomes. Yeah, they so. lost Matthew Judon. I don't know. Um, You're, they yeah, lost no, Yannick Ngakwe. They don't have a pass rusher. They don't. They have zero pass rush, right? So you can easily just say, yeah, well. So maybe now maybe they go first round receiver. And now uh, I don't know who will be there probably. Uh, obviously, Quiddy Pay. I've been campaigning for this whole time. I doubt he'll be where they are. Yeah, he's pretty he should be in the first half of the uh first half of the draft. So anywhere Quiddy Pay, you have Jalen Phillips, you have uh Rousseau, you have the guy from Georgia, his name's slipping my mind right now. So there are players out there, but still that's a rookie. At the end of the day, that's a rookie. So like their problem is still a problem. Yeah, no, they just created more holes for themselves. Their secondary is phenomenal. You have Humphreys, Peters, Jimmy Smith. You still have um, safeties are um, the safeties are slipping my mind right now, but their secondary is their strength on defense. Their their d their d tackles are solid, linebackers are solid. solid. But if you can't get to the quarterback, you're done. It's yeah, that, like that that's issue number one. Issue number two is we were just talking about their offensive line before. Is like you know after um, Marshall Yanda was gone, their offensive line took a hit because. Well, yeah, you don't have your Hall of Fame statement there. Potential Hall of Famer. Right, but now you're now you just created another hole in the offensive line. So like it it's not even a we can't even say it's addition by subtraction. Cause we don't know. We talk about it every year. And I think they also talked about on GetUp where the the wide receivers. Their yards per game is the worst in the NFL for the last like three seasons. So you're not they gonna... are most definitely gonna take a receiver in the first round. They have to take in my receiver. opinion. They have to. They have to take a receiver and they have to use those extra draft picks to and for Sean Bateman, Rondé Moore, Terrence Moore, in my opinion, those two are the main. And for Sean yeah, Bateman or Terrence, in my opinion, I would go get Jalen Waddle. I would trade up, I would get Waddle. That would add a dimension to this team. Because I think you could get Terrence Marshall in the second round. I Bro, think you could never have enough receivers, and we've seen that. Look at Tampa Bay, look at Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Chris Godwin, Mike yeah. Evans, OG Howard went down. You still had Cameron Bray, still had Gronk. They, they had the rookie, um, slipping my mind right now, the rookie's name, Tyler Johnson. You had, uh, the, the, I keep forgetting the white dude, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. See, you forget him, but you should never forget him on the field because that man can burn you as he did in the NFC yeah. Championship game. Oh, and yeah. then even with all these receivers, what did they do? They they picked up Antonio Brown. And then we don't need to go over the weapons that the Chiefs have. So, obviously, the more, the more, the more you have, the better. So, and this year's class is very deep at receiver. So, the Ravens now have more than enough capital to go get someone. And we have seen, like, Justin Jefferson t- t- um Terry McLaurin, we've seen rookie receivers shine in their first years. Simple as that. So, with that said, now we go to the AFC North over-unders, obviously. And their over-under from so far, the, the ones we've done, this is the highest so far at 11. 
So 11 and 6. So they have to go 12 and 5. I don't think they get over. Because this division, this is the best this division has been in I don't know how long. From what I can remember. I always remember the Ravens and the and the Steelers. The Ravens, Steelers. I think the best time probably was that year where um Andy Dalton went to the playoffs with um that, that the year that Andy Dalton got hurt and then they were in the playoffs and then uh, they still almost won that game against the Steelers, but then Antonio Brown got hit by Burfitt. Yep. And the Ravens, I think, were still in the playoff hunt that was time. That, the Browns were garbage. Was that but I think this? Go ahead. Was that 2013? It was about 2013, 2013-2014, around there. Yeah. So the point being, I think Dow was one of the most comp- – this division was at its most competitive. I think this year could rival that. I could see every single one of these teams being 500 or close to 500 at least. So, yeah. with that said, the Ravens at 11, I think they go – I think they would push. I think they go 11 and 6. So, push. I don't think they go 10 and 7 because they're, they're too talented still for that. But with this division, bro, the Browns, they can – I can easily see them going 1 and 1. Like, they went – last year they swept them, I think. Yeah, last year they swept them. But I can easily see them going 1 and 1. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is going to be back. They're going to be healthy. One and one there. And listen, don't sleep on Cincinnati. They have draft capital. Joe Burrow will be back. He'll be in his second year. So could you split with the rate Bengals? Listen, I don't put it past them. They added Carl. I mean, they lost Carl Lawson, but they added um Hendrickson. So they're a team on the rise. So 11, I think I, I say push. Your thoughts? I had the same thing. I was like, 11 and six just seems right. Last year they went 10, 11, and 5, right? Yeah, last year they went 11 and 5. So 11 and 6 seems perfect um, at this point because, well, yeah, speaking of division, they can go 1 and 1 in each of them. So that, let's say that's, they go 3 and 3 in the division. You're saying they, they can't win eight games outside the division? Dude, they, no one outside their division other than the Chiefs have figured them out. If we're being completely honest. Like I've seen, I've seen all those out of conference Ravens games, and you know, once Lamar gets going, the defense, the defense doesn't know what to do. If they add two receiver, if they add another receiver, depending on who they get, I could see them going twelve and five. But right now, I think eleven and six is right around. Yeah, if they solid. Get, they get a big guy like Bateman, who's like what six two. Put him on the outside. Put Hollywood on the other side. Let's say Antonio Brown is still out there. There's only two teams I can see Antonio Brown going to. The Ravens, because of, of his cousin being there. Lamar Jackson, Florida, their connection to Florida. Or, um, what is it? Uh, I was going to say, obviously, Tampa Bay. Yeah, and then I think like the most important thing is John Harbaugh is a pretty good coach. He's the best coach in that division. Yes, he is. Over Mike Tomlin, I would take they both got yeah. one ring. They both got one ring. Um, and the Ravens have been more competitive for the past five years. Yeah, and he's been able to adapt from going from a quarterback like Joe Flacco to a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. And let's be honest here. Uh, the last time the Steelers won a Super Bowl was not in this decade. 
2008. Yeah. So like even though they went to the Super Bowl in 2010. 10. Aaron Rodgers played the Steelers that year. I remember that. Aaron Rodgers' only Super Bowl win. That game was pretty crazy from what I remember. Yeah, it was pretty good. But, okay, so I think we both agree on that. But then we go to other news that came out for um, the Browns, who are second on this list for us in this division. But for the Browns, the news came out that they have picked up Baker Mayfield's option, $18.8 million. And we say $18.8 million, like there's some chump change out here. But for any regular or 99% of the country that is life-changing money. But for a quarterback, 18.8 million, that's absolutely a bargain, which is what they picked up his option for. So question being, is this make it or break it for him? But I do think last year, listen, when Odell got hurt, and I'm not blaming this on Odell because I love Odell. When Odell got hurt, that's when this team kind of, you know, Started winning, but let's be honest here. When they needed Baker Mayfield to be great against the Chiefs, when Mahomes got hurt, he really couldn't do it. And, and I I'm think- not just fully blaming him, but in my opinion, for the first overall pick, listen, I do not see him passing Josh Allen ever or passing Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. in his own draft. Yeah. And Sam Darnold, listen. Sam Darnold, he could still pass him also. I think that the most important thing to think about with Odell is when you needed a star receiver in in that game, the, the Browns versus the Chiefs, if you had a star receiver, that star receiver would have pushed you over the Chiefs. Yeah, I give you that. I give you that. He didn't play that game. Because if if you had a guy like Odell who, one, can pass the ball, two, can rush the ball, and three, he can turn a five-yard slant into an 80-yard touchdown, you have a guy like that, he, Odell shows up for the big moments. He didn't that one in Green Bay, but other moments he, he played for? Wait, what team was he on? Uh, I'm trying. My, my memory's fading. Those damn Giants. Just want to throw that out there. That's why I said I'm like, yeah, he, he he mostly shows up. And I thought, yeah, that's what they need. And you can see it too. As good as Jarvis Landry is, Jarvis he's Landry, a great possession, intermediate route runner, short route runner. And then yeah, he is he is Julian Edelman. He is a great a, in my opinion, a better version of Edelman. Yeah, he's probably one of the better number two wide receivers in the league. Yeah, but he cannot do what Odell does. And that that's what they need. And, hey, I think a lot of this was, you know, I think a lot of it was in Baker Mayfield's head where he was like, I need to get the ball to Odell. Odell needs the ball. Odell this, Odell that. When in reality, Odell doesn't need the ball. Odell just wants to win. Like, yeah, if you can get in crunch time, if you get the ball in his hands, he's going to make a play. I think he needs to look at it that way. And their over-under is nine and a half. I would say I'm going to give them the over at 10 and seven. Last year they went uh, 11 and five, right? Uh, was it 11 and five or 10 and six? I think it was 11 and uh, 10 and six. 
Because Baltimore won the division. Yeah. No. Yeah. Steelers finished second. Let me check. I thought the Steelers won the division, right? Yeah, Steelers won oh, the division. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was 11-5, yeah. Think, though, last year, three teams had 11-plus wins in that division. Yeah. So, off of that premise, you get another game at it. Did the Browns get worse? Would you say that? If they didn't, then nine and a half, they went 11 and five last year. So, obviously, their schedule is going to be tougher this season. But I think we're leaving Baltimore at the same record, right? So, but we, but we know Baltimore was a better team than the Browns. Baltimore beat them twice. So saying they want they're going ten and seven, I don't think it means they got worse. It just means everything's just regressing to the mean. So I think, uh, I think ten even if they go ten and six, I think they'll be fine. I don't think we can say they got worse. All right, so you're saying ten and seven, you mean ten and seven. So you're saying 10 and 7, I'll say I'll nine and a half. I'll take the over. I'll take the over 10 and 7. Yeah, that sounds about right for them. 10 and 7, wild card team, not a division winner. I do not see them win. They signed Clowney. They have Miles Garrett. They cut Sheldon Richardson. That was shocking to me. Mm-hmm. They cut him. You get Grant Delpit back. You signed John Johnson. You signed um uh there's one more player they signed. Oh, they uh-huh. signed the corner. From, they signed both players from the Rams. So this team, theoretically, on defense should be great. much be- Not great, but much better. And obviously, you get Odell back. So on paper, you got two running backs. You got at least two receivers. You have two tight. You have two of everything. Yeah. So. I mean, 10 and 7 is keeping it safe. Mostly because. If they don't win these 10 games, that means Baker Mayfield did something wrong. Yeah, pretty much. And that that that's my fear with the. I think that's the biggest fear with the Browns now is. Where do you go from that? You had a great eleven and five season where your quarterback was. Average. He wasn't great. He wasn't good. He was average. So if, if the Browns were to, say win the division, it's because B- Baker Mayfield Mayfield was great. If they finish second or third in the division, it means Baker Mayfield is the same Baker Mayfield as last year. All right. Now we go to the third team, the team that won this division. That's crazy to think that they went from winning division to have an eight and a half. So that means they have to go. So right now, if they go eight wins, they're having a losing record. And we know one thing Mike Tomlin does. He does not go beneath eight and eight. Just because of that, and just because you cannot go eight and eight anymore, this team, I will take the over at nine and eight minimum because that, in my opinion, is what is what um being five hundred basically is now in this season. I'm not counting no damn ties because there should be no damn ties, and that's why I think Pittsburgh over eight and a half is easy. Listen, they kept Juju, they kept, they still have uh, Claypool in the second year. They got Deontay Johnson. They got James Washington. They have Eric Ebron. I think he's still on the team. Um, James Conner's gone. 
but they're looking to target a running back, Najee Harris. There's no better team that needs Najee Harris more than this team. Ben, in my opinion, will be better in his second year after the, the elbow surgery. And the defense will have Devin Bush back. They're going to have um, – well, Bud Dupree is gone now, but they're going to have Devin Bush back. They're going to have – I think they had a couple of their injuries last year. Get, Lane. Um, yeah, they'll get a lot of players back. And they, obviously the draft is still there. They could go after defensive end. But they still have TJ Watt. They still have plenty of talent on defense, Joe Hayden, et cetera. So I think Haunted. eight and a half, easy, easy over. Yeah, easy over here. Um, hey, you get you get a guy like Najee Harris. It can do wonders for you because, you know, Ben in the short passing game. Guess what? You got Najee Harris to throw it to. Ooh, that man can fly. And run people over. That's gonna be a. I think this is easy over. And there we go to. The final team of this division, the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think they're going to have over-unders this low in the foreseeable future, but for right now, it is at six and a half. This is probably the hardest one for me because this team didn't get that much better. They did lose players. They lost, you know, Atkins, longtime Cincinnati Bengal, probably one of the best Bengals of all time. You lost Carl Lawson. You replaced him with Trey Hendrickson. So that's a push, in my opinion. You get Trey Wayne's back because he had a, he was injured last season. You lost William Jackson, who was your best corner last year. Um, their their linebackers are decent. The secondary is decent. It's they're they're decent if not below average. So offense, you lose AJ Green. You get Joe Mixon back. You get Joe Burrow back. Obviously, the O line, and you have the fifth pick overall. So if this is very tricky, but I have to say under here. No matter how much I love the Bengals, I think they go six and eleven. I, I think they're one year away. They need one more year. They need one more year, and then they'll be a playoff wild card contender, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I gotta take the same just because I think this year the draft capital that they have is very important. That fifth pick is vital. That fifth pick, you that, get, that fifth pick is just as important as last year's first pick. Because you can do one of two things. You can it's going offense regardless. We know that. It's gonna be on the, the offensive side. Penny Sewell to protect your asset and Joe Burrow, or get Joe Burrow a guy like Kyle Pitts. There's three, there's three names: Sewell, Pitts, Chase. Chase. Simple as that. Yeah. One of those three. And that is what we'll be discussing next week. Yep. So you're going under as well? Under. Like I want to say they'll go seven and ten. But so we so as of for how we feel, I feel um in my opinion, I think the division right now over under wise, it will go Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Cincinnati Bengals. Really? I yeah. I'm keeping the order. The Ravens, Browns, Steelers. Yeah, you're keeping the order. I think Pittsburgh will win more games than the Browns because I have to see him with Odell work it out. I got to see it to believe it. And this is no knock on Odell, but I'm just being honest. When they have played together, it has not worked out so far. So that's how I'm putting it. And now mm-hmm. we go to this division is, is this is the one that I'm going to have my eyes on the most this season because there's one team and there's one player that I root for. And so we go to the AFC East. Chaitan, start us off. First team. 
So Buffalo Bills over under is 10 and a half. And I'm going to take the under. Really? They'll go 10 and 7. Okay, that's okay. Give us your reasoning. I think this is one of those, you know, I think the division's just gotten that is going to get that much better during the draft. You know, I think they swept the Pats, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. They swept the Dolphins. Uh, yep. And well, they swept the Jets. They went six and zero in the division. Yep. I, I do think, not see that this year. I agree with you there. I don't see that this year, so that's why I'm going with the under. Is because I think even if they sweep the Jets, they'll still go four and two, and they got to win six games outside the division. So what is that? Six. They'll go six and three outside the division. I think they go eleven. I think I'll take the over by one game, half a game. They go eleven and six. This team, they kept all their players and they still have the draft. I don't think and they get Star Latoule back. And that was a big thing that they had problems with. They couldn't stop the run. He will help them immensely in that specific um area. So I think ten and a half, I think eleven and six for them. I can see that. I don't think they're going to sweep the division. That's that's obvious. Yeah, I don't think they're going to beat Miami both times. I definitely don't think they're going to beat the Patriots both times. And they could sweep the Jets, obviously, because the Jets are still in the rebuilding phase. But eleven and I think I agree. I I can see your notion. I think ten and I think ten and seven is their floor. Yeah, this got too much. This got too much. So ten and seven is their floor. I think their ceiling is like probably somewhere between like. 13 and 4. That'll be their ceiling. Yeah, their ceiling's 13 and 4. Yeah. So I'll take the over just by that metric. Go right in between 11 wins. So, but now we get to a team that, even though I am a diehard Vikings fan, this is a team I am rooting for. And it's only because, and it's very, it's hard to think that I'm rooting for the Patriots because we know if they've won more than anyone in the past two decades. But obviously, Tom Brady is no longer there. But there's someone there that I really am fond of. Cam. Oh, how Deion Sanders said how Deion Sanders says his name is the best. But to that point, I think Cam Newen, this is it. This is it. Do or die. Either he will be a starter in the NFL for the foreseeable future, or this may be it. His days. Obviously, the draft is very. I know he's going to be watching this draft very, very. With a lot of focus, because if they take a quarterback, then I don't know what that means for him. But nine wins, bro. Nine. They went seven and nine that last year. They added all these players, and they still have the draft. I hope to get another receiver or weapon. I will see what they do. They they got all those players from defense back, and I think nine wins is. I think nine and eight, there's no way. They're going to go 10 and seven, 11. They're going to go minimum, in my opinion. They swept the Jets last year. They uh, beat the Dolphins one time. They almost beat them twice. And if, if people remember, Cam Newton had a chance to win that Buffalo game, and he fumbled, and he hated Obviously, that was hard to watch, and nobody's more pissed about that than he is. But I think easy four and two in this division. So I think they go – 
I think the Patriots go eleven and six. Yeah, I got the Patriots going eleven and six. Simply for the same reasons you stated. And I think they make a significant improvement through the draft. And on top of that, that the two uh, two tight end set that they're gonna have with Hunter Henry and John, John Smith is gonna be lethal. So I, I think they, they take the AFC East crown this year. Ooh, ooh, tell them. I think they go eleven six. Yeah, eleven and six. The Bills go ten and seven. I think the Bills have a higher ceiling. And I want to go there too. I want to take the Patriots to win the division because Bill Belichick, he's pissed. Cam's pissed. Everyone's pissed. Robert Kraft's pissed. And I don't know if I can take him over the – yo, that's so tough. Sometimes because like I told you, they need a superstar receiver still. I'm t- Sometimes you just got to make you, – you just got to – just got to take the leap. Just say it. You'll regret it if you don't. Well, we got time for that. We got time for that. But for right now, I'm the Steelers going over-unders. And I got the over for the Bills by half a game. I got the over for the Patriots by two games. two games. And then now we go to Miami. I don't know what to think of Miami. They got the sixth pick. They added more picks for next year because they traded down. They have another first-round pick. They have, mm-hmm. they have so much picks. So this all comes down to Tua, in my opinion. If they, In my opinion, what they need to do is they need to add alignment and another weapon. Those should be the two priorities in the first round for them because yep. they got Will Fuller. They got a speed demon for him. Devontae Parker is still there. They have Jacecki. They don't have a superstar or, or super, like, talented running back, to be honest. So they could get Travis Etienne or Chuba Hubbard or, hey, Najee Harris. That's, a, that's the biggest name out there. But it was a sixth pick. They're taking either the same thing, Sewell, Chase, uh, I would add one name. I would say Sewell, Chase, Pitts, Smith. It's got to be one of those four. So you'd pick Smith over Waddle? If you're uh, me personally, no. If you're Miami, I wouldn't. I'm, about, I'm, I'm going by what they would probably do. If you're Miami, you I would take Waddle, no doubt. I will take that speed. Yeah, it's not just the speed; it's also the size. Well, to be honest, if I if I'm the sixth pick and Sewell or Slater's out there, I'm taking one of the two. Whoever's there. Yeah. Listen, against the Bills, people been do people remember that last game of the season? The Bills versus the Dolphins? The Bills yeah. had nothing to play for. The Dolphins had to win to get in. And they got manhandled. They couldn't protect this man. They gave him, yeah, they dropped a 50 piece. And Devontae Parker, I love Devontae Parker. You got Will Fuller. That was a great pickup. You have Jacecki. Now you just need one more. If you add Pitts. See, everyone is, yo, everyone's a pits away. That's what it seems like. Pits can solve all your problems. I've never seen a tight end be talked about like this. So, if you can, like, that, that, it's the most ridiculous thing is, you know, Devontae Parker, good number two wide receiver. Will Fuller, good number two wide receiver. Kyle, Kyle Pitts, he's pretty much just a wide receiver, just a little bigger. And you call him a tight end. You, he's the number one. He's whatever team he goes on, other than maybe if he was drafted to Atlanta, he's the number one guy there. Like how many number ones in this league? Especially in the especially the teams in the top ten. 
How many of them have a number one weapon? As explosive as Kyle Pitts. Top 10? All right, let's do this. Let's do this. You brought up a very, very good question. Let's see. I'm going to pull this damn draft up, bro. Hold on. NFL draft, where the hell are you? NFL draft order. So, the Jaguars. The Jaguars, do they have a number one option? I like DJ Chark. He is not number one. The Jets. Hell no. I love Corey. Corey Davis is solid. He's not number one. San Francisco. Uh, Kittle, number one option. Okay, that that's one team. Uh, Julio Jones. I don't even got. You didn't got to say the damn team's name. I know who the guy is. Julio Jones. Cincinnati. Uh, they have two number twos right now. All right, so that's Miami. No, we just went over that. Okay, so the Lions. We could barely Hell name anyone. Hell no. Hell no. The Panthers. Oh. CMC. Oof. Well, we're talking about receivers. Yo, this is tough. They have they have very good receivers. Do they have a great receiver? No. I mean, yeah, their best receivers probably. I mean, Robbie Anderson is their best receiver, but their best playmaker is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broncos, they got pretty yes. good weapons. They got number one. They, they just got to give him a damn ball. Judy, Jerry Judy's a number one. And then I've seen th- enough from him as a rookie. As a rookie, he is a number one. And listen, Corin Sutton, people forgot about him because he got he's hurt. Really good. He is. Yeah, he's up there. So they had, the receiver is not a problem. Noah Fant is pretty good. Stuff, you know, Denver low key, they got power. They got star power. Do they have a running back, really? Not really. Melvin Gordon is solid. He was great. Before. He, they have three yeah. really good wide receivers. And a tight end. And a tight end. Right? And then Dallas, who has way too many weapons. And if they draft Kyle Pitts, I'm not sure if anyone realizes that football's played with one football. Hey, so, that will be headline madness. So in but the, the top the, ten, the, we picked what one... Two teams. Two. No, three. We have three teams that actually have a number one weapon. Okay. Okay, if you say weapon, then yeah. Because uh, San Francisco has Kittle. Yeah. Um, Denver has Judy. And uh, the Cowboys have way too many. Okay. So Miami's win. We still haven't answered the question. Nine wins. I say this I team is so important. I mean, this team's over under or whatever is so determined, in my opinion, off of the draft. That and Tua's and progression. The, the biggest fish, this is still out there. Sean Watson. And listen, obviously, we haven't heard a lot about him because of, let's be honest, legal issues. And God knows if those legal issues will be resolved anytime soon. But that fish is still out there. If they have Deshaun Watson, this over under clearly is over. <laughs> yeah, no, they're it's not even close. The they win the, I'll tell you right now, if they if they get Deshaun Watson, the they win the division. I love Cam Newton, but they yo, he can't touch Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's pretty much a player. A young Cam Newton with the a player. Arm. I have to keep saying that now. The player, because I cannot advocate for anything but the player. Yeah, as, as a player, he's pretty much Cam Newton what Cam Newton was. 
but with a better arm talent and less running. I mean, Watson can over run. under, bro. Come on, man. Over. I'm going ten and six. Ten right, and seven. Over ten, and, ten seven. and six. I give it to you right there. Ten and seven. This is gonna be hard. Yo, this is hard. This is hard. And then we get to the oh my god, the New Jersey Jets. Not the New York Jets because I claim the Jets as Jersey's team. In my On opinion. Top of that, Johnson Johnson owns them. Yes. So the Jets. Let's say Sam Darnold. Peace out, bro. I think he's going to have a very, very, very good season with the Panthers. I agree. But now Zach Wilson. I was I, I was on the Zach Wilson train the whole season before. I was the one I told you about with Zach Wilson. Keep your eye on this man. Never in my wildest dreams that I think this man would end up going second. I think, yeah, no, we had discussion. You were saying he I was probably... begging the Vikings because the Vikings at the time were garbage. They were one in uh, five. So I thought, okay, maybe if we tank, then we can pick up Zach Wilson. Yeah, and I think when we were talking about him way back when the season started, we were talking about, like, you know, anywhere between – 14 and 20. <laughs> yo, yo, man. The draft is an inexact science. The man's gonna go second. Um, listen, the Jets, they, they made some great. We 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 we've praised yeah. the Jets uh, yeah. offseason. Carl Lawson, Corey Davis, couple linemen. They got uh yeah, they added a lot of good players. And um, I'm forgetting his name, the GM. Hugh Douglas. I mean, Douglas, right? Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas. Douglas. He's doing a very great – he's doing a very good job. They have the second pick, and they have another pick. Uh, I forget which one, but they have a first-round pick, another one. They have great – they, they have a lot of capital. Um, they need a running back for sure. They're going to take Zach Wilson. So, obviously, the second first-round pick could be used on defense because they don't have a dominant – Carl Lawson, obviously, is one pass rusher. They have Quinn Williams, so solid up front. They could get a corner. They need a corner, in my opinion. Safety, they're set on. Uh, C.J. Mosley, if he comes back, that's a great linebacker addition right there. So corner could be this. It's either corner or uh, or um, uh, corner or receiver at 18 or uh, running back. Those three. Yeah. It's actually 23, but I saw an interesting thing. They, they need a running back, so uh, they can always get uh, – Najee, that's right before. That's the yeah. fourth time we've said that. I don't think four teams can get him. I'm just honest. I know. He could, play for, he could be the first player to play for four teams. Because, no, the Steelers pick at 24. The Jets pick right before them. But uh, so it's going to be based off of what they like. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's uh, Greg Newsom second from Northwestern that's in that. in that. Uh, He's really good. Range. He's really good. There's a lot of corners. In this draft, there's a lot of depth in this draft overall. So, yeah, there's a lot of corners. There's a lot. There's also the running back out of uh, North Carolina. Listen, I love Chuba Hubbard, and I don't know why his draft stock has fallen so much. I have no idea why. He is a stud from Oklahoma State, and if you want to, if, if he's there at the third round, second round, go ahead, pick, pick him up. With with that said, though, six and a half wins. I think this this is this. Rebuilding year, one more. They got one more year to go, I think. Maybe two. This this division is so much better though. Like the top three teams are so much far above them. So I think six and a half. On I have to think under. Probably five and eleven, five and twelve. Yeah, I'm taking the under five and twelve. At at best, they'll be six and eleven. 
Yeah, I think best case scenario, they went six. I can't see them winning more than – damn. I can see I don't them think they can win a game in this division. Maybe they could win one. I think that if if they play like the Bills Let's are – Let's be honest pat- here because they had two wins last year. The, the Rams game, they won. They straight punked the Rams and they won that game. Yeah. But the Browns game, the Browns had zero receivers. They all had COVID. I mean, they, they, they were all in COVID protocol. So let's be honest. If the Browns had their players, they would have lost that game. So they had they would have had one win. Yeah, and if uh, Greg Williams didn't call the fucking yeah whatever the fuck he called what was it yeah. cover two? <laughs> Jesus! Oh, so he called bomb blitz, bomb blitz, all out. Oh, why? But no, let's see. Um, I I I can see them win a game in the division, but it would be like, hey, if. If the Pats or the Bills are way ahead, like they they've already secured the division spot and they play the Jets. We the last end game. Of the season. So like, if they won a division game, it's because they won it at the end of the season, where it meant nothing to the other team. Well, yep. We so basically, me and you, you have it as New England, Buffalo, Miami Jets. I have it as right now, both New England and the Bills same record. So. Obviously, tiebreakers will fall into that, but both overs, in my opinion, then Miami, then the Jets. But that's how we see the AFC East and the AFC North, as we discussed previously. And that's basically how we feel about these two divisions. And now we have four more total divisions left. Yeah, so next division we'll probably go over is the NFC South, and the NFC West. Until then, we are now six days out from the NFL draft. So, yeah, by the next time we see you guys, we'll, well, next week, we'll, the first round will be done, and we'll probably be watching the second round. So until then, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace out.